Well, good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore for Mile High Magazine. You'll love the city of Denver. You love some of the history. You drive around, you see those buildings. You're like, ooh, how did they get that historic marker? Well, I'm excited to talk with Jay Homestead this morning. He is the development manager for Historic Denver. Jay, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about Historic Denver. Who are you? What do you do? Sure, sure. So Historic Denver was founded 52 years ago. Uh, to save the Molly Brown House Museum, actually. Um, and so today, we are one of the nation's premier nonprofit urban preservation programs. And our job, essentially, is to work every day to promote and protect Denver's historic places and spaces. Okay. So how does something become a historic space or place and, and require your services to step in? Sure. So, um, we, I mean, we have... We identify many different things, you know, possible buildings that mean something to the community Mm -hmm. um, that could potentially, you know, fall under the city's landmark ordinance. Um, And so, you know, helping identify those properties and finding owners for those properties um, to help them get those buildings designated. Um, Or, you know, once they're designated, you know, we certainly help offer um, resources for owners of historic buildings. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of just a small snippet of what we do. Okay. And so for something to just be deemed a historic building or place, like what kind of qualifications does it need to have? Sure. So there's a a set of criteria that the Landmark Preservation Commission um, set up here in Denver. So that's through the city. And so they have to qualify for three out of 10 different criteria. And those criteria, you know, they range from, you know, uh, person significance, um, historical uh, event that may have taken place there, um, you know, uh, if it's important to the cultural fabric or fabric of the community, um, you know, if it's, um, um, yeah, those are sort of the, the big three that I'm thinking of, or architectural significance. And then once something, how long does that process take for it to be deemed historic? Uh, well, they have to go through and submit an actual application that goes through this whole city process. And so, like I said, you know, we're there maybe pre-helping, you know, mm-hmm. identify owners for buildings that possibly could be or giving advice to owners of buildings that are going through that process or thereafter to then continue to provide those resources. So, I mean, it, it can take a while to go through that process because it has to be voted on by the Denver Landmark Commission. Right. And then from there, it goes to city council and they have to approve it. Oh, OK. OK. So it can be kind of a long process. Yeah, I can, but definitely worth it. Well, I was going to say, I mean, just trying to preserve some of Denver's history. And like you said, I mean, the Molly Brown House, we all know about it now. It's hard to imagine if that had not happened for the Molly Brown House. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, overall, we have we still have so many historic buildings in this city. And, you know, of course, we've been losing quite a few of the smaller, more, you know, common everyday uh, buildings over the last few years. But we really believe that Denver's historic assets are part of its cultural fabric and essential to, you know, a diverse, dynamic and distinctive city. And Mm -hmm. that really, at the end of the day, everyone should see themselves in the story of their city through the places that are still here. Yeah, very, very good point. Well, tell me what's going on this month with Historic Denver. Sure. So um, on October 13th, um, Historic Denver is going to be holding its 52nd annual dinner and awards program um, at the Brown Palace Hotel. And so we've been doing this for 52 years. You know, we go out and we acknowledge uh, people and projects that are really making an impact on preservation in the city. And so we're going to be honoring three outstanding preservation leaders and five unique projects this year. 
And so this year's Preservation Projects Award, uh, award recipients include buildings that are not only historic, uh, but provide affordable housing, advance sustainability, um, and have you know a presence that is distinctly Denver. Okay. So tell me, when is this happening, by the way? Sure. So this is October 13th. So this is next or this coming Thursday. Okay. At the Brown Palace, and you said. At the Brown Palace. Yep. And so we have the rare you know, opportunity for them to close off their grand lobby for us to um, hold a two hour reception. And then we'll go over to their ballroom where we host a three course dinner. And then, of course, we have our awards program. Okay. And do folks need to purchase tickets for this? Yes, historicdenver.org. Um, on our main page there, you'll see 52nd Annual Dinner and Awards Program. Um, if you go there, you can purchase tickets through that link on our main page. All right. Well, let's talk about, so we know about the big awards ceremony coming up, but who are the individual honorees this year? Sure. We're really excited. This year, we are going to be honoring uh, Polly Baca. Uh, she's a political consultant and the first Latina elected to the Colorado State Senate. She's going to be receiving our Molly Brown Award. Uh, and that's for devoting many years to civic life in all its forms, actively engaging in politics, philanthropy, arts and culture, and historic preservation. Okay. Um, we're going to be honoring Dr. Renee Cousins-King. She's a pediatrician and advocate for the Five Points Community History. And she's going to be receiving our AM Love Award. So that's given to someone who may not consider themselves a traditional preservationist, uh, but has shown initiative, creativity, and commitment to preserving our city's history. Okay. And then lastly, the other personal award is going to be going to Dennis Humphreys. So he's a renowned local architect, preservationist, and founder of the Denver Architecture Foundation. And he's going to be receiving our Keystone Award for someone who's made significant contributions to preservation over a career um, in the field. Yeah, so impressive hearing about those three people. Uh, tell me a little bit about the buildings this year that are winning some of the awards. Sure. So, you know, we really look at a range of projects that are going on, but we think that the buildings that we've chosen to highlight this year and award are really reflective of issues that are really impacting our city right now. And so, you know, we have two affordable housing projects. The first is the Colburn Hotel Apartments. Um, so that's affordable housing at 980 Grant Street. It's famous for its association with Jack Kerouac and um, it was opened uh, as a residential hotel, actually, in 1928, and it served as low-income housing for decades, in particular serving residents who have experienced homelessness. And so Gorman and company you know, recently invested in a major infrastructure upgrade to the building to ensure that the Colburn apartments remain viable, comfortable, and affordable housing. Oh, that is so cool. Um, we- yeah, yeah. But, you know, people who have been to the Charlie, uh, Charlie Browns will definitely know the building. Okay. Here on Capitol yep. Hill. Uh, and then we also have uh, Pancratia Hall. It's another affordable housing project that's at um, 3144 West Francis Walsh Place, so down in southwest Denver. And so this is a former dormitory for the Loretto Heights. Um, so it's an adaptive reuse project of a vacant 1920s classroom slash dorm building, and they've turned it into 74 modern family-sized affordable apartments, and the building is powered by 100% renewable energy, exceeds enterprise green community standards, and has a zero landscape and a new fruit tree orchard. That is incredible to think of that being in the city. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I've seen those apartments. Yeah. I'd live there. I mean, it's they're, they're really nice. I know. They sound so, and, absolutely beautiful. And I love the whole, you know, green and eco consciousness of the building, too. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, 
preservation is inherently sustainable, but yes. that project takes it to a whole other level. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it, definitely. Um, and so then we have some mixed-use um, adaptive reuse projects. So the Slate Hotel, um, it is in the former Emily Griffith, Griffith Opportunity School building. So, you know, more than 2 million people have benefited from Emily Griffith, Griffith's progressive idea that education should be accessible to all. And so now, you know, this Denver landmark um, the original 1960-1916 building um, has been reimagined by Stonebridge Properties and transformed into this incredible hotel, retail, and office spaces. And, of course, there are still hints of the building's former use as a school uh, for all who wish to learn. That sounds fantastic. What else can you share with us? So we also have Benzina. It's an Italian restaurant on East Colfax. Um, and so this was an old muffler shop originally built as a Phillips 66 gas station in the 1960s. So oh, it wow. Incredible mid-century modern, um, you know, look to it. And so Brad Anderson, the owner, he spent three years transforming this building into this really cool Italian restaurant. And the canopy that used to go over where you'd fill up with gas mm-hmm. is now turned into this really cool outdoor space. And the auto bays are now, you know, sort of this mix this new, like, unique outdoor-indoor dining uh, situation. So pretty unique experience and really an opportunity to show what can be done with all of these mid-century moderns that are these modern buildings that are left along East Colfax. So I'm hoping other people take that cue from him, and, and hopefully we see more of those preserved. Yeah, it sounds really just like a unique experience just to go there and eat there and, yeah, having those bay doors that probably allow for the inside outside thing. Definitely, definitely. And then, of course, you know, lastly, our, you know, save the, the best for last, right, the, the Denver Art Museum. So, you know, they've been working on the, you know, older north part of the building, the Martin Building, um, you know, over the last few years. And so, you know, it's, it's one of the most distinctive buildings in our city, and it's the 1971 Gio Ponti design. And so it's his only work in the U.S., and they've undertook, undertaken this, you know, multi-year um, very expensive renovation to Mm -hmm. restore this iconic building, including carefully treating their 1 million glass tiles that are on the outside of this building. So you may not think of it looking at it. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, of course, very distinctive the way the light reflects yeah. off of those. So the next time anyone visits, they should definitely take a look at all those little tiles. I did not re- a million glass tiles. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially with Denver's weather and everything we have going on here. I'm, I'm sure there was some maintenance. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They had to um, find a place that would actually be able to remake them to match the originals for the ones that they had to replace. You think about Denver's weather and sunshine and hail and all of that. I can see how that could happen. Yeah, definitely. Our our extreme freeze-thaw cycles can can wreak some havoc with buildings. But, you know, as we mentioned before, taking care of them and preserving them for the future, you know, it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, why is it so important that we do that? Well, you know, again, historic buildings are community assets, and they're really part of our overall cultural fabric. And so what's more, you know, preserving them is compatible with growth, affordability, sustainability, and inclusivity. And so our our 2022 award recipients are really living proof of those ideals.
Well, and I like what you said before, too, about being green, you know, being sustainable and preserving these buildings and places. Uh, it's also being green. And and for a new generation, I think that's kind of huge for them to hear. Yeah, we, we always like to say in preservation, you know, the greenest building is the one that's already built. And that is so true, because think about all the things you can do to modernize it and, you know, maybe make it off the grid or whatever you might want to do. But, yeah, I think that's a great thing to learn. All right. So coming up here is is Historic Denver's 52nd Annual Dinner and Awards Program. It is going to be held October 13th at the Brown Palace Hotel. Jay Homestead, Development Manager for Historic Denver. Uh, For folks who want to get tickets again, where do they need to go? What do they need to do? Sure. Just historicdenver.org. Right on our main page there, there's a section that says 52nd Annual Dinner and Awards Program. Click that. And you'll be able to learn all about what the awards program is, how to purchase tickets, and you'll even be able to see videos from our past award uh, recipients. Yeah. And why would you tell someone who maybe has never been to one of your other award shows, why should they come and check this out? You know, I I feel like anyone who really loves their city um, and has an appreciation for the historic you know, the built historic environment here in the city. Um, I I think it's an excellent way to sort of celebrate, you know, what makes Denver distinctive. And so, you know, coming, you get to meet all of these wonderful people that are doing this work out there in the field. You get to meet architects, engineers, developers who are all committed to saving these historic places. And so it's just one of those incredible, you know, very memorable events that I, I really would recommend anyone check out. All right. Well, sounds like a great event. Definitely learn a lot, feel a lot. All of that October 13th at the Brown Palace Hotel. Jay Homestead, Development Manager for Historic Denver. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure. And just so you know, when you go to historicdenver.org, the website has a lot of great information, uh, information about the Molly Brown House Museum, walking tours, and information about what we were just talking about, which is the 52nd Annual Awards and Dinner and how you can join the October celebration and then all the upcoming events like the Victorian horrors that's going on through the Halloween season. So check it out. Once again, that website is historicdenver.org. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday with us. Great having you here. I'll see you again next Sunday. Go out and be kind to everyone.